We're Thank getting you. audience questions right now, and your wife just took, Tianda, the beautiful, brilliant Tianda, just took an audience question form. Okay. I'm a little bit go. nervous about what she wants to ask you. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll run through the other yeah, people let's first. Go, let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Who was your favorite teammate to play with? Oh, my God. Is that like picking your favorite child? And uh, almost. So <laughs> <laughs> Come on, but who was the guy that you could always count on to make you laugh? Oh, to make me to play with or to make me laugh? Both. I mean, Give me both. Hey, look, I I think I think when you if you poll my team or that team that I was on, I think everybody I would I, I would say the majority of the players probably would say Jack Lambert. Because, really? because he he would make you laugh at things he do and say, but he would always make the he he was a player. Yeah, he made so things happen. You can happen. count on him on the field, but he oh, was yeah. a good guy in the locker room. Yeah, he w- he'd make you laugh. Now I'm not saying how good of a guy he was, <laughs> <laughs> but I okay. think he, I think he's a good guy. But but this yeah, is, this is a great opportunity though. If you needed somebody to babysit your kids, which of your teammates would you let babysit your kids? Um, I'm not sure. That's I'd have to think about that one. But you know, Tianda uh, <laughs> <laughs> no too. Is <laughs> she saying no one? <laughs> if you'd let one of your teammates date your sister, who would that be? Oh my God! <laughs> who is this asking these questions? <laughs> All right. Who was the best wide receiver you ever covered? Who gave you fits? Did anybody give you fits? Well. Look, we had a lot of great receivers. I think in my early uh, years, Paul Warfield was, I mean, he was just an incredible route runner, uh, great, great player, great. I the mean, Hall of Famer yeah, with the Miami Dolphins, he's a Hall of, of Famer, course. But, but, you know, there were other Hall of Famers like Charlie Joyner, who I played against. So there was no easy Sunday in the NFL when I played. Everybody could, could take you to the house if you wasn't. On well, top of your game. And that's because you could have played. So how do you actually feel about the Mel Blunt rule? Did you think, okay, this is changing the game for a bad way? Or was there some level of pride? Hey, because of me, they have to change the game. Well, to be honest, when they first changed the game, the rules, and they named it the Mel Blunt rule, I was, it, it was almost like an insult to me because it was – I took it as them saying, well, that's the only way he can play or that's the only way he could cover somebody is to be physical and then slow him up at the line of scrimmage. But uh, now that I'm older and have kids and grandkids, uh, I think it's the greatest thing because my grandkids think I'm cool. My, my, my kids think I'm cool. So. Well, you know, in today's lingo, Mel, they would tell you that's because you were a cheat code. Well, you were you made it impossible for anybody to compete. They had to make life easier for them. The same way you can't hit a receiver over the middle anymore. Yeah, well I, I think it was I think I was ahead of my time really at that position because first of all, uh, you know, I was six three, almost six four, and my I had a my wingspan and I could run. And I was I mean, I was a different kind of athlete at that position and so uh, I never forget Paul Brown because we played them twice a year when he was uh, he founded and coached the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and he was on the competition committee. So I know for a fact because it's been told to me that he went to the went to the league meetings 
saying that they wanted to change the rules because of some of the things that I was doing on the field. So now that I'm older, like I said, and uh, looking back at it, uh, it's, it's, it's a uh, real compliment. I think that's the only way to look at it, quite frankly, even if it made life tougher initially. Yeah, but like I said, when it first happened, being young and not really understanding the magnitude of the rule, uh, that's kind of where I looked at it as being an insult. But now I think, uh, if nothing else, man, I, I, I know that I'm in the history books for <laughs> <laughs> the NFL and the rule changes. Concerned. It does beg the question, though. Did you just have the mentality to play defense? I mean, considering the athlete you were, you clearly had hands. You could have played on the other side. Well, it's interesting you ask that question because when I went to Southern University, I went there as a wide receiver. <clears throat> but my freshman year, they had two All-Americans wide receivers at, at that position. So me being on the scout team, one of the coaches just came and said, hey, can you play in the secondary? And I said, yeah. But I you know, never played uh, in high school. I didn't play in the secondary. But... Um, and against Grambling, which Grambling University is our arch robbery. Uh, my freshman year, I intercepted three passes. Against Grambling. Against Grambling. And James Shaq Harris, who was drafted yep. by Buffalo, yep. uh, was the quarterback. And every time I see him now, I thank him. I it say, was also a Hall of Famer. He, he's, he's in the Black College Hall right. of Fame. He Sorry. should be in the, he, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But... Uh, yeah, so that that's kind of how I got at that position, and um, everything else is history. I mean, <clears throat> the Steelers obviously saw something in me with uh, Bill Nunn and his eye for talent. And I can honestly tell you that when I was drafted by the Steelers, I was I was really disappointed because first I thought I should have been a number one pick, and then the other one is because the Steelers I didn't know anybody on the Steelers. So you came after Willie Lanier and Harry Carson and... No, no, I came in 1970. In 1969, Joe Green was the number one pick. Right, okay. okay. Now, Willie Lanier, who's a linebacker for Kansas City, he came out in 1968 or 1967. Right, that's when the black college players were finally being drafted and recognized That's when Bill Nunn and Lauren... uh, Lord Wells, who with black scouts started going into the HBCUs, looking at talent, recommending to to the uh, NFL to draft these players. Okay, we have another question for you, Minka Fitzpatrick. Is that a young man who could have played in the 1970s? I do. I think so. I think he. <clears throat> I think he's a generational player. Um, you know, and just he's he's a huge asset to the Steelers secondary, and you can tell when he's not in there. Who's who's a player? And you don't have to say a Steeler. Who's a play? Do you watch football right now? Do you watch a lot of NFL? I I watch the games when I'm around. when I have time and I'm around. Who's someone you enjoy watching? Who's someone, hey, I just like this guy. This is a transcendent player. It doesn't matter. I just enjoy the way he goes about what he does, offense or defense. I like, I know everybody likes Patrick Holmes up in Kansas City, but I I love Lamar Jackson. I I think this guy is just, 
I don't even think he's scratched the surface yet. Uh, so I, I love watching him. And uh, I, I remember talking uh, to some uh, personnel people with the Ravens, and they were talking about how they were glad to get him and that he was going to make people pay. And so he does. <laughs> he, he does. He, uh, he's a... Uh, He's he's a fun he's a fun guy to watch. Did you know Ozzy at all? Did you know Ozzy Newsom? I know Ozzy Newsom, and uh, Ozzy actually is the guy who told me that I wasn't going to bring his name up. But yeah, I played against Ozzy. Wait, what do you mean you weren't going to bring his name up? What did Ozzy tell you? Well, he was the guy who said that they were glad to draft him and that oh. that he was going to make people play. And what what I was talking to Ozzy about, I was saying, why is it that the NFL thought that this kid could not play. And and why, you know, he was going to sit there. If Baltimore hadn't picked him up, he might have got drafted in the second or third round. Well, but, it was but, the last pick of the first round, so yeah. I think third or fourth even. I think yeah, they would have just passed over that, him. That's what was going to happen. But Ozzy said that they were glad to have him and that the people that passed him up, he was going to, you know, make Lamar Jackson was going to make them pay.